Good evening, Sean. Evening, Mark. How are you? Good pal. Good pal. You? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all L- good. Long, long time no speak, mate. It's last forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of setting this up and getting going is is where I want it to be. So, <clears throat> welcome um, to everyone tuning in. This is the first episode of. Pitch to pub. I'm going to say pitch, <laughs> pitch to pub because we are both Yorkshire boys. Whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't a rumour you were born in Greece. That is not true. <laughs> However, obviously I am half Greek and that's something we'll get into. Um, um, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> pitch to pub um, is basically uh, a podcast that me and Sean have come up with just to just have a bit of, have a bit of fun, discuss a bit of football, um, and discuss a bit of life and kind of everything in between. <clears throat> so we came up with with pitch to pub because we plan on talking about things on the green stuff, and we plan on talking about things in the but you, but you, uh, darker you, rooms. Well, the the things that you talk about with your pals in the pub and chewing the fat air, a, a, a bit of everything, really, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but I guess the important thing is is, um, is to kind of say what it's about. Yeah, we, we want to make it kind of lighthearted. We want to obviously um, have some good debates on it and good conversations. But at the same time, we don't want to take ourselves massively too seriously. We're not here to, to put the world to rights. We're here to discuss what is, <clears throat> excuse me, our opinions. And, um, and that be it, um, whether it be from... I don't know the color of the sky to what we what team we support and who we feel is is the best current best player in the world and so on and so forth compared to others. Um, but um, yeah, there might be a little bit of soft language, but we'll try and keep it as clean as possible um, <laughs> because we are we can both be a bit um, fruitful, let's say. However, um, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Um, and like you said, Sean, a bit of chewing the fat like you would in the pub. Um, kind of yeah. brings a bit of meat to the bones of of putting it down and, and having a bit of a a bit of crack, really. Yeah. It's like like Mark said, we're, we're not here to, to preach anyone and tell them what they should believe and what they shouldn't. We're just here to have a chat and a bit of light-hearted, light-hearted debate and banter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what, what a better place to start than, I guess, to um, introduce ourselves and... Um, and a little bit about us. So, do you want to go first, Sean, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can fire away, mate. Fire away. Um, so, my name is <clears throat> Mark Carbunis. I um, am a 33-year-old male. Into football, into pretty much most sports, and um, have an opinion on most things. Um, right or wrong? Well, most, most, um, most things are everything, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a young family, um, two young girls. Um, I live in a little town in North Yorkshire and um, I work in retail full time. I, um, I dabble a little bit in um, part time um, training as a coach, and um, I'm also a, um, a football referee. Um, uh, um, supply league level um, so yeah working the way at the right ranks and we'll just see how we uh, how we get on with that over to you big man yeah well I'm Sean um, also 33 male uh, 
originally from Thirsk, lived there most of my life. A um, couple of years ago, I kind of uh, up, up sticks and followed my heart and uh, moved to Leeds, uh, where I live now with my uh, my current girlfriend and um, in, the, in the process of, of, of making a small family. Um, but yes, I, um, I'm a, an external sales rep. But obviously, with the current state of things, not very external at the moment. So I was hitting the phone hard from home, selling uh, the glamorous product that is steel, chrome, tube, and bar. I, I won't bore you guys with that. Um, you're not you're not here to listen to me ramble on about steel. So, yeah, it's kind of currently where I'm at now. And um, in, in the past, I've uh, we'll probably talk about it. Some probably in markets the same uni. I, I had a little spell in charge of the university football team. <laughs> When I came back to back to living Thirsk, um, ran a, a Saturday team for a couple of years, which um, very much enjoyed. Uh, but, but very much now more of a uh, an armchair spectator on not just football, all sports. I'm very passionate about all sports, but uh, love to chat about anything. And as my dad once says, if 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 paint drying was a sport, I'd be sat there watching it. He's, he's probably right, to be fair. So bit bit about me. Um... I'd go as far as I'd go as far as saying you're probably on the far end of a fart about most sports. Um, <laughs> you know, I've never I've never known anybody to just randomly pick out players' names from God knows, like um, a game in Slovakia or something like that, and almost say, "Oh, yeah, he's banging him in." And I'm like, I can remember just like thinking, like, who has t-? like first of all fair play, but second of all, who has time to watch like a, a level of football like that? And actually get to know it. Like for me, it was always a case of, I was almost like baffled, but like really impressed at the same time. I mean, I know you, we both worked at the same bookies. Obviously you were there a little bit longer than me. Um, the wish yeah. will remain, we'll let, we'll let them remain anonymous. Um, <laughs> um, um, and um, I guess we kind of took it a little bit upon ourselves to kind of get a little bit more within kind of sport then um, to kind of learn a bit more. But, um, Sean saying <clears throat> about being involved in football. Um, I, I, I've, I've been there. Um, I coached juniors. Uh, I did my UEFA B um, several years ago. Uh, ten, ten years ago, actually. Um, you got to mention, mention the big trip, mate, to NYC. Yeah. Do you know what? It's really funny. Ten years ago today, I came back from New York. Is it popped? Is it popped upon memories right like that? Um, I don't know. I've not looked. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so I was fortunate enough to to get a job working out in, in New York, working for New York Red Bull as a um, as a program, working in the community coach, as a programs coach, programs academy. Um, and the luxuries that came with it, we managed to watch the first team and, and the great Thierry Omri was part of the team back then, Rafael Marquez, um, like Pablo, like Pablo Angel and stuff like that. It was great. And obviously coming back, I sorry. I could understand why, why Mark took that opportunity because I'm sure me and him worked at, a, a local bar at that point, so I couldn't understand why I'd leave bar work to go and coach in New York. It just baffled me. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was it was tough. It was a tough decision, um, but I think I think it was uh, it was a good decision. Um, and then I, and I came back, and I, I obviously I'd been involved with like local football, and, and I kind of I got back involved, and kind of one of the one of the mysteries of my life is, is I don't really know why I never went back out there. Um, you know, never have any regrets in saying life, but I don't know. I, I don't know why I never went back out there. Oh, um, mate, we, we know, we know, we know. You, you came back for me. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes you sleep at night, then that's good, man. That's good. 
don't tell you've been lying to me, damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, involved <laughs> quite locally um, for a lot of years um, in, in like local grassroots football. And then about four years ago, I just I turned my hand to refereeing. I'd had the badge for, for a lot of years and I just thought, why not? And I'd give it a go. And, and I really enjoyed it, that side of football. Um, and kind of working it up my ranks over the last few years. Um, I, yeah, I enjoy it. It's It's different. Um, to the football side, whereas, you know, I have to maintain a certain level of fitness to be able to perform on a weekend um, on the football pitch. And, um, <laughs> you know, whereas as a coach and, and coaching, and managing and playing in goal, you know, kind of focusing on my fitness and, and being fit and the demands of the game on a weekend was never something I really looked at at all. It was more a case of if I can get through the game, I wonder how many pints I can down afterwards. And, yeah. um I guess we've all been there and it's changed me. I think probably um, my outlook on, on life, uh, fitness and kind of the whole thing changed um, becoming a dad. And I'll, I'll say that's probably a good thing for me. So where do we begin? Where do we bring out? Where do we begin our chapter? So we went to school together. We went to the same secondary school. Um, I was yeah. a, a school year older than you, even though I'm probably only about five months older than you or something like that. Yeah, and mentally, I'm a lot older than you as well. Mentally, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm probably, probably right, you know. Like, uh, I like to keep myself young in my mind, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, we went to, the same, went to the same school in the same town, and yeah. uh, we, we kind of knew each other. I wouldn't say we probably really spent a lot of time or anything together until we got into sixth form and we had a bit of a fallout because very, uh, I was a very outspoken, heart-on-the-sleeve type of, Type of football player, and I didn't expect, I didn't accept, and you, you, you can agree or disagree. I don't know what I got. We've probably never had this conversation. Um, I didn't accept people not putting 100% in training. I didn't accept people kind of not turning up and expecting to play and that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I guess my passion was what made me probably probably what probably carried me through to be an all right player. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was a good player. Otherwise, I would have been, yeah. I'd probably still be playing. But, um, um, yeah. And then, you know, the, you have the ups and downs. And well, obviously, we buried it and um, become quite close. And quite funny because we went to uni together, didn't we? Well, it's not, well, our, our paths intertwine pretty much before uni. We obviously, we worked at Tesco's together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We worked. We both. We both. Funny story. We we both thought we we worked at Tesco's for a while. And we both thought this is naff. We we don't like this, and we 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 both got get lifts to work. And I I drove us both there, and we were sat in my my little Corsa before work, and we're like, should we tell them to stuff it? And we just walked in with a bit of paper, and we just walked out that 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 there and then, didn't we? Yeah, like <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Like. If you think back, think, if you think back now and go, wow, that was like yeah. so poor from yeah. like, from <laughs> from us. You know what? We're a sixteen-year-old, and like it was. Well, just... I think we're a bit old. I think we're a bit old. We went and got uh, we went and got bar work after. I think oh. I worked at a little, little bar in Sandton. And then eight, uh, no, we're eight, we're eighteen. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. Yeah. I worked. I worked in Sandton, and then um, then we both cooked back up at um, the Angel, uh, the Angel, and the Crown and Anchor. Yeah, these these places might not mean anything to you guys listening from far and beyond the reach of the other realms of the world. 
Uh, those, those, of, those of you are local that take your time to listen, then you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, wow, I didn't you know what. I do, thinking back, obviously, yeah, of course, you, you were driving and we went in and worked straight into a bar. I never, I never thought, I never realized I was actually, we were actually that old. To be perfectly it, honest. Then, and then it must have been, it must have been William Hill then, after that. The bookie that was naming, remaining oh. unnamed, you've now named. <laughs> Other bookmakers. Schmillian Wills. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, we They're did, yeah, we went yeah. to, yeah, so, um, Sean took on, was it sports science? Uh, no, what were well, you doing, we did business? So I went to, we went to the same uni, but it was different campuses, weren't it, and I, I don't think it was anything sport related, I think it was like, uh, I think it was criminology. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that it just shows how much I knew, right? So yeah, yeah, so you went. You, we both went to Derby University, but you were actually based in Derby. My campus was in yeah. Buxton. Um, obviously, everyone knows Buxton, uh, Buxton Water, Buxton Springs. It's a lovely little town, actually. And I was actually, I was actually studying sports coaching. Um, and then, obviously, we first week at uni, I'd made a couple of friends. Sean hadn't, didn't have any friends. So he said, <laughs> <laughs> basically, we were we were going down to Derby to see him, and I was taking a couple of the lads that I'd made friends with. Uh, we had a cracking night, and then Sean was like, "Oh, I'll come back with you. We'll do the same in Buxton." Yeah. Um, about three weeks later, Sean decided to go back to Derby to empty his halls, change course, and and move to Buxton. <laughs> yeah, that's when I, that's when I changed. I did do sports coaching and sports psychology. Yeah, uh, that's when. Yeah, basically, my mum and dad came and packed a lot of stuff into the car and over to over Buxton. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we um, we lived in the same halls uh, on the same block. You lived yeah. at the top. I lived at the bottom in the first year. Yeah. And then at the end of the first year, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't sure it was for me, you know. And and I'd been working full time, and I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll bite the bullet and I'll go back second year. Um, and we lived in the same house. Um, I there was a spare room. There was two spare rooms. Um, it, was a, it was a box room, wasn't it, mate? A box. It was a shoe box. <laughs> it went. And it was almost like, you know, it kind of you went in the door and then it got a little bit bigger to a window, and a single bed. I had one set of drawers. I don't even know how I lived in that room um, for a few months. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we had some we had some corking nights out in the first half of that year because I ended up leaving uh, university at Christmas and working full time, and then um, I ended up working at a secondary school as a as an instructor, which was um, which was brilliant, yeah. absolutely well, fantastic. I, I was I ended up, I did the full three years, but I think I only passed maybe a year and a half. Uh, yeah, so I cu- I cut my losses after the uh, the third year and, and returned back and uh, do you, yeah. Do you ever look back at it and think that because this is this is something that I'm I'm probably um, quite I don't want to say opinionated that's not the right word but I have quite have, like strong thoughts on it. And I just I honestly do think that you shouldn't be able to go to uni straight out of college. And, that, yeah. and, and I, let me explain why. You know, you, you spent all this time at school, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed school, but I couldn't wait to leave school. And, and, and yeah. predominantly, I think ninety percent of kids um, that are in school probably feel the same. You then go to college, which is a little bit different. But by the time you finish college, you're like, you know, um, you do two, three years or whatever it is, 
Um, and you've done like, what, seven, eight years in secondary and college education. And then what you do is you go to another form of education in higher education. And apart from this time, you can go out and get wrecked. Drink. Well, mate, I think, I think, you know, probably, like, I think if we're hand on heart and honest, the, the thing that appealed to me a lot of it was the freedom, the, the social side of it and being out the first, you know what I mean? And yeah, being able to meet other people and, and get drunk essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I totally understand that. And, you know, the amount of people that said, oh, university changed our lives and it helped them grow up and all that kind of stuff. And I guess a little bit if, I don't know, maybe if you do rely on your parents too much or maybe they do too much for you or anything like that, yeah. maybe kind of having that freedom which I do on your own makes you grow. Um, I, do, I do regret. I look back now and I think, I wish I'd taken it more seriously. I wish I'd got something out of it. Um, I wish I'd got my degree. Um it, I, I do regret that side of it, but the, the three years I had, it was it was mega. You know what I mean? And uh, you'll probably agree. The time you were there, you, you loved it as well, and you met a lot of cracking guys, and we still speak to a few of them, don't we? And um, but, absolutely, yeah. But you know, but I, I think academically, I, I should have focused more and, and done more. And looking back now, it's probably my big regret. I'd like to do something more academic academic now, but um, obviously life kind of takes over and you think it'd have to be like an evening course. I think other stuff going on in life and it's it's tricky really, but I guess you live and learn, don't you? It makes, you, makes, it makes us both what we are today, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it does. And that, and that kind of comes back to my point of saying, like, of talking about not letting, you know, I, I honestly think when you finish college, you should have at least a year of just working, yeah, yeah. you know, traveling. Because don't get me wrong, like, I know that pe- people, boys, girls, you know, guys, women, go into like apprentices or straight into work and they start building a bit of a career for themselves. For a lot, for a lot of people, it's, well, I actually like the money. I can, I can push along this career line and I can really, you know, in five to 10 years time, I can really be doing something with this company or within this industry. Whereas, Whereas I do know that other people that have tried and gone straight to work or done an apprentice have gone, nah, not having this. I don't want to be working. I would much yeah. rather go and, and educate myself a bit more and then go into a field that I know that I'm going to enjoy for the rest of my life. I'm not saying mm. that people are going into work that they don't enjoy. I mean, you know, you don't know it until you've tried it. But for some people, it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Um, and, I, and I do know specifically a couple of people in general that have, have gone um, into, for example, like factory or engineering work, probably more more so, um, and become a qualified engineer, and then gone. I want to go restudy and become a teacher, and that's fa- and that's great. And but what I'm saying, my my, my point is, is you got to let sometimes let people have that have that little bit and make better decisions as you get older. Like if if I'd got to 25 and gone. Someone had said to me, what about going to university now? And I, I, I would have definitely said either yes or no, because going and spending that time, I would never, I would never say I regretted it because I made friends for life and I enjoyed every second of it. Um, but um, I think, yeah, I don't know. That's my opinion anyway. And I no, guess you're right. this you, is you, all you, about you've got, it. I suppose if you've got that, say if you say you can't go for a year or whatever, you've got, you've got that year under your belt and thinking... Mm. Do I really want to go? Um, and if you definitely do, you're still going to go after a year, aren't you? Yeah, but absolutely. If, you, if you're undecided and you've had a year in work that's something you really enjoy, then you might think, 
yeah, actually, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I don't actually want to go to uni. So I guess you're year old, year older and year wiser, aren't you, as well? I mean, how many how many people <laughs> do you know that have gone, oh, I'm going to have a gap year and never actually gone back to uni? Like, I, know, yeah. I, know, I know a few. I, I know some people that have gone, I'm going to have a gap year and go travelling and no one's ever seen them again. I, mean, I, think... I, don't, I don't mean like they've disappeared. I mean, like, they've gone abroad and they're like, they found a job, they absolutely love the lifestyle, they love what they're doing, and it's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like this is this is good. It's maybe a lot of a lot of societal pressure as well because a lot of people now see all these high earning jobs and you have to. I mean, you've applied for our fair share of jobs over the years and how many jobs? How many jobs where you look at and go, must have a degree in X, Y, and Z. Oh, and like a lot of people will probably feel the pressure of that and think, oh damn, I need to go to university to get earn X, Y, and Z, but. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's just hard work, and sometimes, sometimes it's just been in the right place at the right bloody time, and, and been there for the opportunity when it happens. It's sometimes it's just bloody pot luck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we, I left uni. Obviously, we were still pretty close, but our, our relationship probably more recently, probably I'll probably say up to probably the last eighteen months has been kind of like on and off. I'm yeah. not saying on and off as in like. You know, do you know, you, you just pick up the phone one day and you ring, you ring them and then all of a sudden, like, you talk as if you speak every day and then you maybe not speak for, like, three, four, five months. And then it's the same again. Um, but I don't know, maybe there was a turning point a few, maybe, like, 18 months ago where we just... I think... I don't you know, know something just kind of clicked. I think I had more time as well with my job. I'm driving a lot, so I could pick up the phone when I'm driving and we can chat a lot more. And I think... I think funnily that the lockdowns helped us as well as well because we reach out and we chat to each other a fair a fair bit, don't we? Yeah, it's it's not there isn't there isn't many people that you spend a lot of time talking to about everything. Um and and what what they say is is you sh- you should be able to count the people that you go to for everything on the on on, on one hand, you know, um because realistically, you know, you have a lot of acquaintances and that's that's my that's kind of my way of putting it out there you don't have lots of friends you know oh i've got like over a thousand friends on facebook now nah, <laughs> you've, you've probably got about a handful of actual friends and then you've probably got a bigger a wider circle of people that you would go out with like get pissed up all that kind of stuff and and spend some time with and then the rest of the people the people that you would just say hi to when you're shopping in the street or comment on their photo because you think it looks cool um, or you know, like their photo or whatever, but realistically, like you have a handful max of people that you would speak to on like a weekly basis, um, and I, I honestly believe that to be true. Um, I, I probably have three, maybe two, um, and um, yeah, and and Sean's lucky that I'm one of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, hence why the podcast. I just thought, what what a better way, just to spend the time that we waffle on, and um, together about you know putting it out there. Obviously, we're going to have some structure to it. Obviously, this first one's a little bit all over the place, and it will be because we're just kind of we're kind of making our moves. Um, but after Find Christmas, our feet. Find our feet, aren't we, mate? yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got to walk before you can run, and. Um, We've got potentially a couple of guests lined up for after Christmas to come on and chat and and kind of um, and just kind of give an insight into other people's lives as well as within sport, um, within football, and and without 
without football and, and what they do, um, what they've done since sport and, or what they've done before sport. Um, and I think it'd be really interesting to see kind of the different um, net of people that we can get on and hopefully the different reach of people that we can reach with this. Um, yeah, so me and Sean have had our ups and downs, but um, <laughs> I think the important thing is he laughs because it's so true. Um, and what true friendship doesn't. But um, I think the most important thing is is that um, we're we're on the same page um, and we're probably aligned more now than we ever were. You know, we're both um, living with um, our fiancés. We both have, um, I have a young family, Sean's got a young family on the way. Um, and it's just a case of enjoying the time that you've got um, before they leave and you get your life back. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you'll know that feeling. I'm, I'm joking. Look, I, w- I wouldn't change my situation for anything in the world, um, unless I was Christian or another. But um, we will, we, again, we'll come to that. So um, let's let's dive in a little bit more then. So let's start with uh, the weekend just gone. Yeah, well, I, bet, I bet we best, we best, best tell people who we follow as well, mate. Um, oh, go on then. Yeah, so I'll tell you what, actually, before we start with any football, um, I've got some, I've got a question, I've got two questions. Um, and um, we'll we'll talk about pitch in a minute, but let's talk about pub. Um, yeah. What's your drink? And what's your go-to drink walking into the pub? Oh, just if they've got it, I'll have a pint of San Miguel. San Miguel. Yeah. You think you're an oldie in Spain or something? Well, if if only, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, president times and all that kind of stuff. We've got to make the most. Of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, for me, it's just it's just a pint. Like, yeah. I'm not bothered, pint of lager, um, pint of carlin, pint of cars, um, you know. Yeah, nice and steady. And then it depends where we go from there. But yeah, just, just a lager for me. And then the other one, before we get on to football. Yeah. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? I love an Hawaiian pizza, mate. Absolutely love an Hawaiian pizza. Do you really? Yeah, it's one of, it's probably about... I, I get, yeah, definitely, yeah. I'd order a Hawaiian right now. You're, you're ordering one right now, are you so going? I, would, I, I would be. I've already, had, I've, already had my, I've already had my tea, so, yeah, lo, love pineapple on pizza. Oh, mate, that is fantastic. Do you know, do you know what? Like, I, would, I was always a take-it-or-leave-it kind of guy Yeah. with pineapple, um, and I was always more – I would always more go for, like, the meaty option. Yeah. Um like hot, spicy, meaty, and I was like, yeah, that's a pizza for me. Um, however, the other half converted me. Hawaiian with mushroom. Oh, I'm not, no, I'm just, got, I'm just normal, normal Hawaiian, mate, normal. And like now, it's the go-to. Hawaiian with mushroom, stuffed crust, garlic dip. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's the, that's the pizza order in our house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm sure that, yeah, that's the go-to. Right, think, go on then. You go first. Who do you support and why? Oh, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I was, I used to be a crazy Man U fan. I'm not as as crazy as I used to be. as maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago. But reason I support them, so uh, crazy. Reason I, reason I support them. You, you ask me, a Yorkshire man, why do you support Man United? Why don't you support Leeds? Um, my I, uncle. I, aren't you from down south anyway? Originally, me? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> My, my uncle uh, was a big Man U fan and um, he'd always go on the uh, supporters bus and he took me to my first ever game in 1995, so I'll have been seven or eight. 
and he took me to watch Man United against Ipswich. And my first Boom. ever game, first ever game is when we scored nine against them, and Andy Cole scored five. So he was even support Man U or Ipswich, and I thought I'm not really supporting Ipswich. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I followed Man U, and I think my uncle took me a couple of weeks later. We played Chelsea, and it chucked it down, and it, it drew nil nil. Doing nil nil, but no, I've been been following uh, United ever since then, really, for my sins. Yeah, but you, mate. But who's who's your who's your team? Right. So, at a young age, I was about a year old, I think. Um, obviously, my dad, my my dad's Greek, and since the name, um, my mum decided to move over to Corfu uh, and and live out there with with him and his family. Um, and my dad was a big Olympiacos fan, um, red, red and white, right? Yeah. So I didn't know any different. I moved. I moved back home, and um, I got bought. I got bought. The my mum bought me at a car boot, a Man United shirt with the stadium in it. Was it? Is, is that the nineteen ninety five? Nineteen ninety five shirt. Shirt. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, same that one. Is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, with a picture of the Old Trafford in the back of it, like the like the ho- ho- I say hologram or the faint background or whatever it was. And it was like three sizes too big, and. I just remember, like, I don't remember why she bought it. I, the only thing she says is, well, it was red, and your dad supported a red team, and you had a red team when you lived in Kotafu. So I just thought, well, it's a red football shirt, so you can have that. And it kind of just stuck. Um, it, do you know what? I could have been so unlucky. I could have got Middlesbrough. could have got Liverpool, I, mate. I could have got <laughs> Liverpool. I could have got York. But even worse, I could have got Sunderland. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, imagine... <laughs> Chef United. Nah, Sunderland, they're done, man. Like, what is going on up there? Like, they're meant to be a big club. Anyway, we'll get, in, we'll get into it later. Like, I'm pretty sure at a later date. Um, so, I'm a Man United fan, and I've been hammered for it for years, just like yourself. But I tell you what, last few years, it's not been as bad because I've not been winning. I say, <laughs> United have not been winning, so it's not as bad. However, yeah. it's just different. <laughs> like, the hammer you get is different. It's not, yeah. it's more ridicule rather than. Oh, you glory supporter, you bloody hell, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's more ridicule. Like, well, the just, fact of it, things are just so all over the place, in my opinion. It's just unbearable, isn't it? There's a lot a lot of Leeds fans where we're from. Now I live in Leeds. Obviously, Leeds are back in the Prem. Oh, yeah, marching together. We're going to we're gonna do you this year. Bielsa's God. And Liverpool, the other main rivals, winning everything. And if they're not winning everything, City are winning everything. And it's just, it's one thing after another, isn't it? And, yeah, I suppose all we need now is Leeds to win the league. Nah, nah, it's not going to happen, is it, mate? Oh, Leeds to win the Champions League. <laughs> wow. Could you imagine that? I, I, I think I would just be like, can we stop the planet? I need to get I saw, off. I saw a stat today on uh, on, on that popped up and it said, uh, Bielsa in 101 games of Leeds has kept 40 clean sheets, which is the highest in any, any, um, any manager ratio in the top four divisions. I'm thinking... Yeah, because last season that was all in championship and only the, the year before. Yeah, I'm thinking, bar, barring yesterday, the previous two games have conceded four each game, and I think I could have banged a couple in against them. But we'll see how we'll see how that stat looks at the end of this season with a clean sheet, sir. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair stat. But, but, but if you look wrong. at, don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm not too anti leagues. I, I enjoy watching them, and I think he's done a good a good thing there, Bielsa and. I think it's massive for the city and Yorkshire having having two teams in the Prem. And obviously, Mark, you'll probably agree. Years ago, when 
man you played Leeds and there was Harry Kewell and, and Lee Boyer and Woodgate playing for him they were cracking games and you, you want games like that don't you you want rivalries don't obviously you? their best player of all time Rio Ferdinand right up um, no 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 mate no no mate Eric Cantona well I'm, I'm looking at a shirt now oh right yeah where'd you get that from <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I know what you mean like look I, I think the rivalry used to be a lot I mean, I, I speak from, again, myself. I think the rivalry used to be a lot bigger purely because they competed, yeah. you know. Um, and then when they first went down, it was, again, the ridicule more than, yeah. the, you know, oh, lead, they've done the leads again. You know what I mean? And, and obviously down to League One um, for a couple of seasons or one season, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't mind, don't mind watching them. I, no, I, yeah, you know, I don't either. I and don't to be either. fair, like... Yeah, I don't want him. I don't want him to do really well, but I would like him to stay in the division. And that maybe I'm being a bit soft. I say my old age, but um, I think it's just good to just see like football being played, yeah. um, like well. And I say that like I think you get to an age where you actually appreciate football a bit more rather yeah. than just going, oh, it's bloody Leeds, no one cares. Oh, shite, 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 shite. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, like, what do we think of shite leads? What do we think of Leeds shite? You know, it's not, for me, it's not like that anymore. Um, obviously, if United are playing Leeds, then I would prefer um, Leeds to lose. Of course, 100, 100 times out of 100. Yeah. Um, but on another channels, it's kind of like, I just, I just want to see teams do well. And if they're beating, like, the teams at the top, then even better. You know what I mean? Like, Burnley were brilliant last year. Sheffield United were brilliant last year. I have no idea what they're yeah. doing this year. Um, but I don't know. So, know, mate, quick question. So, let's get back to this weekend. So, what what game? Did weekend you gone. So what? Yes. Yeah, so what what game did you enjoy the most, and why, mate? What 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 got your juices flowing? What game did I enjoy the most, and why? Um. Well, I watched I watched Spurs Man City. Yeah. Because I'm a massive fan of, of Jose Mourinho. I, yeah. I I still I honestly think United should have backed him. I, I honestly think he would probably still be there. That, that's my honest opinion. I think if United had backed him rather than hanging him out to dry and him saying he needed a centre half and he needed this and him not help, not them not giving him what he needed, I think they hung him out to dry. Do you know what, mate? He's, he's been proved right because um, he had that big spat with Pogba and uh, Pogba's done nothing since. So they should have picked him. In. Well, they no, yeah, they should... yeah, you're right, you're right, right. <laughs> And, and what he said he wanted to centre half the year after they went and got Maguire, and I just think that yeah. for me that goes to show that they're willing to back, they're willing to spend the money. They just were not they weren't willing to support him in that. And it goes to show now, like you say with Pogba, again we'll we'll touch on him later. But yeah, I just think that I just I think he's great. I just love everything about him. He's charismatic, the way he just kind of loves his players. Tries to take so much pressure off him, you know. Um, he, what do you think? Harry Kane was immense. I know he didn't score, but poof. He's just a beast, isn't he? Now, well, they said Gary Neville said on um, on, yeah. on the commentary, he said something about um, Harry Kane turns up every week. He said, but he hasn't had a game like this since they played Liverpool a couple of years ago. And he said, this is probably the best you're going to get of Harry Kane. This is this is the best of the best. But and he was right. Did, like it's just, he was compared, phenomenal. He, he compared him to Zidane. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Did he really? He said. He said he says, um, he says, I'm probably going to get the, the mitt taken out of me here. But the way he protects and, and, and shields that ball when he's got it, no one can get near him. It reminds me of Zidane, he said. Fair play. Fair yeah. play. But you know, he had, he had that Ruben Diaz and he had Laporte and they were both scared of him. Of course they were. Um, 
I remember, it, it, I think it was maybe 80th minute and he, had, he was on his own and he, I didn't realise he was that quick sponsor, but he, he had the ball and he sprinted past um, Laporte like he wasn't even there. It was like, it's it's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a I was like I said I was impressed with, with Spurs like there was a lot of defending in the first half but yeah second half City looked toothless and once they got that second goal master stroke substitution Lacelso thirty five seconds there yeah um, well it, just, it comes back to this is the game plan lads you want to beat them this is the game plan yeah. and I tell you what you give me one hundred and ten percent here. We'll reap the rewards, and you know what? I think after that game, I think he'll just maybe he'll maybe get an extra ten percent out of the lads. And I'm not saying they're not giving it his all, but we all know when you give a hundred percent, you've always got a little bit left in the tank. I think he might have just bought, bought they might have just bought into what he was selling. Exactly, you know yeah. what I mean? And I and I honestly think that I would say it. I think they're title contenders. Definitely, mate. Yeah. And, and not and not and I go as far as saying that they got. Yes, they haven't got any winners. They haven't got any people that know how to win win trophies. You've got Bale, who's just coming on loan, and you've got Reggion, who's was at Sevilla last year, and they won the they won the um, the he European was, Cup. He was he was really good at the weekend as well. Yeah, Reggion. I didn't realize how fast he was. To be fair, Mate. <laughs> yeah. but but I honestly think Mourinho will transfer what he's got and his winning mentality and his his kind of aura of how to win games ugly. And I, 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 I don't know what. I hope they win it. I hope they win the league. Be purely for just purely for Mourinho. Well, if we in don't, my opinion, if we don't, I would miles off, mate. I really don't see United challenging. To be fair, but I, I would, I would love to see it. But in my opinion, if it, if, I, if someone said to me, Liverpool, Liverpool, City or Tottenham, I'd be like, well, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Every day of the week and twice on a Sunday. Yeah. But um, yeah, I seen it on. I seen something on Twitter, and um, the reporter had said to Mourinho. Um, Man City Man City have had 80% of the possession today he said they can take the ball home I've got three points <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like do you know what that's just him that's just so him and it's almost like yeah they can have the ball they don't put the ball in the net it doesn't count for nothing that's essentially what he's saying but he's saying it in such a way where it, whoever's asking the reporter's asking the questions he's almost gone uh, yeah alright fair enough mate what did did you um, obviously pretty big turnabout did you think uh, do you think um Laporte score should have been disallowed for Jesus's handball. Do you think that was right? Um, I think it's harsh, but letter of the law, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do think it's harsh. However, it's hit for me. It's not. It's, I don't think it's hit his sleeve. From what I can see, I think it looks like it's hit the fleshy part of his arm. Anyway, I don't know what they yeah. keep saying. They keep saying like it hit his, it hit his sleeve. I, I don't think it did. But again, like, what do I know? I don't have. You know, I can't look at it as close as they did. But. Mate, you're the ref. Yeah. You're the ref. You should know. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm so glad VAR is not involved at my level um, because yeah. um, I just think it takes so much, more, so much away from the on-field referee, in my opinion. Definitely. So that was that. That was my game of the weekend. Um, I didn't. I saw the first goal of the Liverpool game against Leicester yesterday, um, and then um, I got occupied with um, family. So um, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't really interested. Um, the Liverpool Leeds game was actually a pretty good game. I watched the second Arsenal. half of that game. Sorry, the Leeds Arsenal game was a pretty good game. Um, and um, how Leeds didn't score, I think. Do you know what? I think Leeds had something like um, I can't even like remember, but I'm thinking it was like 27 attempts on goal. Yeah, I remember Bamford hit the post, Rodrigo hit the bar, Rapinha hit the post, and. 
It was let just... It... Yeah, Leno made a couple of good saves, to be fair. Yeah, yeah but, he got a um... decent match. Apparently, apparently um, Alioski has just been checked out of hospital with concussion, though, so thankfully he's okay. Yeah, well, they needed to take him in and keep an eye on him, didn't they? Yeah. 25, they had 25 shots. <laughs> Four on target. Yeah. So that tells you everything you need to know. Um, yeah. they, I think they, they hit the woodwork like something like five or six times or something. Yeah. Do you think to Bamford, obviously have a good start to the season, do you think he's going to be the one that gets them 15, 20 goals? I think he'll hit double figures. Yeah. Well, has he got seven already? <laughs> seven? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine if he did it after that. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a little bit disappointed, really. Yeah, he's got seven. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so that was... Tell you again that I, that I wasn't. Uh, I thought it should be all right. I think it'd be goals in it. But the uh, the Fulham Everton game was a, a bit of a pleasant surprise. Yeah, did you see the penalty miss? Oh mate, that was brilliant. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know that was like uh, that was a combination of um, the David Beckham one in in two thousand and six. Yeah, when was that Portugal? When he yeah, it on the, yeah, and obviously the more famous one, the John Terry miss in, the, in yeah. Moscow in the Champions League final against United. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got a feel for him a little bit, but I mean, you're a professional footballer and I understand mistakes happen, but... Mate, yeah. have you seen that? Full, I think Fulham have had four penalties this year and they missed three of them. Yeah. So did, you see, did you see the last game against West Ham when they got one in the last Yeah, game? Luckman. The Luckman. He tried to do the, the Penenka. Yeah. Fabianski had time to go one way, come back he and did. still stop it. Yeah, and I think and I think before that, I think Mitrovic took one and I think he blasted it he off. He missed the target, didn't he? Yeah, then then obviously that's another thing I don't get at the moment, mate. I don't um Fulham. Mitrovic isn't starting. And for me, he's, he's their best striker. Yeah. And it's, I, I saw all the second half yesterday. Yeah. And I tell you what, which I don't understand. I, I don't particularly rate Scott Parker as a manager. I don't really understand. They've got Loftus Cheek on loan, mate. Right? Yeah. And Loftus Cheek come on just after the hour, I think. And the Allen and Allen in midfield for the Everton, they couldn't, he couldn't get the ball off him. He was strong and he made a massive. He scored. Did he score? Did he score an assist? He scored. He didn't scored he? the second goal. Yeah. And, and he, he got the penalty. Looked, yeah. And he looked. He couldn't get near him. He looked. You could tell he was a different class. And I'm thinking, what? Why is it Scott Parker playing this lad? He's, he's better. Look, he's better than Bobby Decard, Decard of a Reed and and Stephen Kearney and, and whatnot you'd have got. He's better than them. Well, he you, is. You've got, you've got to start Loftus-Cheek and Mitrovic. Yeah, I get Mitrovic has been away with Serbia, but full of the fighting team, I think, Premier League. I think it might be some... Uh, what's, his tra- what's his training like? What's his attitude like? Because you're telling me that someone of that quality, who, yes, he's been out injured and he's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Why, why would you let him go from... Why, why is Frank Lampard letting him go out on loan at his age? He's 25, isn't he? Yeah, you know, like he should be coming up to his prime years, and he's, and he's gone on loan to Fulham. You could have chosen. Maybe he didn't have any other. Maybe he didn't have any other well, suitors. Apparently, but well, apparently, apparently, Villa wanted either him or Barkley, didn't they? Yeah, and they could only have. You could only loan one of them. Um, Can you only loan one from a club? I, I believe so. Is that a rule? Or, or, or it might have been up to the loan limit or something like that. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, but um, obviously, touching on Villa, they've been unlucky with. Barkley, literally first ten minutes with was it Hammy? I, I didn't see that. Did he get? Did he go off injured? <laughs> literally six minutes in, yeah, he's gone off. Which um, obviously a big, big loss for them because him and Grealish were looking pretty tidy together, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they, absolutely, they were a strange team, Villa. 
They are, you know what, mate? They're they're sat... They've got a game in hand on the top four. Yeah. And they, if they win the game in hand, they go 18. So they've got two points. They're on the same points as Leicester, Chelsea, two points behind Spurs and Liverpool. And I just think the start they've had has been, it's been pretty phenomenal. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But if, they, but if they, I fancied them, I'm not going to lie. I put Greenish in my fantasy team. So, yeah, I fancied them to do Villa, um, do Brighton. Because um, if they've beaten Brighton, they'd have gone, they'd have gone top and they'd have been top now. Because yeah. they've had 21 points. Um, yeah, 21 points, wasn't yeah. it, I think. But um, uh, they'll have been no, they'll be on eighteen. If they won the game, they'll have been on twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, but they're a funny team. We look the hammer Liverpool, the hammer Arsenal. Um, they got beat by Leeds. Yeah, they got hammered by Leeds. Hammered by Leeds, and Southampton went four four nil up and got it back to four three, didn't they? Yeah, but then then Brighton beat them. So they're just uh, but against Southampton, are up there. They got a game in hand. They win the game. They go nineteen. They're going third. They're, they're, playing, playing, they're playing Wolves they're playing now, aren't they? Yeah, it's currently nil nil for those of you guys. I know I don't want to no spoiler, but this is recorded, so. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so that that was that was the weekend for me. To be perfectly honest, um, United, the game was poor. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I listened to um, Dermot Gallagher today say that the the uh, Gallagher, sorry, the West West Brom penalty was not a penalty. Now, I, I'm really starting to find it difficult. On where we draw the line on it's a foul or it's not a foul, and now what sometimes what we're looking at is well he got the ball well maybe he did get the ball, but it is it still a foul then it's a penalty and i think I think sometimes we're maybe losing that little bit of well it's actually a foul, regardless mm. of whether they got the ball or not you don't have it's irrelevant whether you get the ball or not outside the box it is taught like you get the old players where oh I won the ball ref. It, is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore whether you won the ball or not, the type of tackle you put in. Sometimes yeah. you can put a really good, tra- strong tackle in and win the ball, and you're like, yeah, brilliant, fair tackle. And other times, you can put a not-so-bad tackle in and not win the ball, and it'd be a foul. Or sometimes you can put a really a brutal tackle in and win the ball, but you're just not, sometimes you're not in control. And, 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 and we're rela- I'm, I'm maybe you know, going, off, going off a little bit, but I just think that Someone, someone said it the other day. It was, um, we are looking for problems, and it was never broken. I, I think VAR has has its plus points. Um, I think the offside can be manipulated to, to such a close margin. However, it's light as day or night. It's offside, or offside, or it isn't. And I know some some ones we've had this season have been questionable, but we got to live with that. However, the, the clear and every clear and obvious error by a referee to then be told you need to go and look at that, I guess it's evolving. And I honestly think that we're not. I honestly think it will get binned. Personally, tell you what does my head in though when they tell the refs to go and look at these supposed clear and obvious errors is when the play is extra super slow mo. Yeah, and it makes things look worse. Yeah, it's play just giving it more real, time. Play it in real time. And then, because everything slowed down, makes everything look premeditated or he's done it on purpose. Or yeah. just play it in real time and think, yeah, he's mistimed that by a little bit, or his hands there and he couldn't get it out of the way. Yeah, it's not a penalty, or it is a penalty. It's, yeah, it's daft when they slow it right down because it's not. That's not how the game's played in Super Slow. Yeah. come on. However, talking about slowing things down and taking forever. Did you see Orlando City in the MLS? 
Oh, the, the uh, Penno shootout. Oh, my Lord. 25 minutes. Mate, did you see, did you see obviously, keepers keeper saved it, didn't he? Then they made to do a retake, so he was off his line. Mm, they got cautioned and sent off. Yeah, second, second, I'm guessing it must have been uh, mouthing off to the ref or something, was he, all uh, because of it. And then, um, it's, 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 a book, it's a bookable offence. But, but then I'm guessing, obviously, you can't sub a keeper on for an outfield player in a penalty shootout, can you? Which no. You to do. <laughs> But yeah, it, uh, it was absolute madness. From it, 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 the more the more time it went on, the more embarrassing it got. And it got to a point where it was five all, and the player that went in goal for Orlando saved the penalty. They thought the one didn't. They? The referee, if you, li- I'm not too sure how true it is, but if you're watching the the clip, it sounds like the referee blows his whistle for full time. They start yeah. celebrating, and then they the referee must just then say, "Hold on a minute, you've got to score a penalty before you win it." So, yeah. I don't know if you you also see a bit off uh, in the in championship this weekend. You see Preston Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, mate, that's not good. What is he doing? Why is he grabbing his his his, his cock essentially? He's done but it. He's done it twice. Yeah, like he's, 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 he's said to ref and he's like, look, and he's grabbed it again, hasn't he? <laughs> if the ref, my question is, and it'd be interesting because they're investigating it. It'd be interesting to see if the referee says they've seen that, you know. But, and if he's seen be, it, why is he not acting on it? Yeah, and like it happened in the rugby uh, Six Nations. And, uh, and you, get, you got you like Adam for it, you? got no. I don't think anything happened, but in um, retrospective action, retrospective. I think he got banned for twelve weeks. It uh, wow. Yeah, twelve week ban. Um, Joe Marler, I think it was, and he was yeah, grabbing this Welsh guys. But uh, but <laughs> what made me laugh as well was the Sheffield Wednesday guy. I think he was a Scottish guy, Patterson. He has the biggest Movember tash in the world. So he, looks like a porn, <laughs> he looks like a porn star. <laughs> he didn't seem that bothered. It was almost like, ref, are you watching this? And then he did it again. He's like, oh, I'll just get it with it. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been fantastic if he'd scored, you know. been brilliant yeah. if he'd scored from that corner. <laughs> but... Another thing to do, which I saw pop up. Do you remember, um, I think it's 24 years ago today, do you remember Ali Deer? Ali Deer? He was the guy that said he was George Ware's cousin. And he got um he got like a trial at Southampton, and Graham Soon Graham gave him a contract, and um he came on um in the second half, and he was that terrible. He, he lied basically, mate. He blagged his way into playing for a Premier League team. A bit like Bebe, yeah. Well, <laughs> and it, well, that's another story for another time. But he came on for like ten minutes, mate, and he uh, he subbed him back off because he, he realised basically this guy was a ringer. So yeah, he said he was George Ware's cousin, and he wasn't. He was like. He's just ter- a terrible guy, and he he managed to convince Graham Souness at Southampton to give him a give him a game. <laughs> That's quite funny. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. Yeah, have a look, mate. It's brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, but um, okay. So we've got not too long left. So I just want to wrap up with two things. One is the return of grassroots football from the 2nd of December in line with, um, I guess, the fact that um, lockdown, the last latest lockdown is being lifted and we're going back into tears. Yeah. And the fact that they're allowing fans back into fans. stadia. Yeah. Um, tier 1, 4,000. Tier 2, 2,000. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a tweet from Gary Neville, actually, that said, is this... Good or bad? Because oh. is it is it advantageous for the teams that can make money and have a home and have advantage with some fans? 
And is it unfair against the teams, excuse me, that are in geographically or in the areas that they're in? Well, right, when you look at it now, so Le- Leeds have gone right, have no fans. Man United, Man City, no. Or City have no fans anywhere. Got no fans. Liverpool, Everton, no fans. So there's going to be a lot of North, North East. North, well, Newcastle won't have any fans either. They all in tier three. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, all the North England, mate. That's uh, yeah. that's another story. <laughs> yeah, poli- yeah, political. We won't get into politics. No, definitely but, um, not. We'll leave that to like, the we'll leave that to the people that know more. But, but essentially, I'm not being funny. But say if you are playing at Tottenham Hot- Hotspur Stadium and there's four thousand there, it's still going to feel like a training game, isn't it? It, it, it? The atmosphere will feel. It's not going to be as intimidating, is it? Really, so. I don't. Think, no, it's I not. Don't think, I don't think there's going to be that much of an issue, really. Um, I think when you've got, say, if Manu were playing Leeds and there was 40,000 40, screaming diehard Leeds fans, um, that would be a massive advantage for Leeds because the, the atmosphere they get there is second and on. We know a lot of Leeds fans, don't we? They're, and they're just nuts. And um, they can be literally a 12th man for them, can't they, at times? But I, I think with it being limited, I, I don't see it being too much of a. An impact. Or what, what what your thoughts are, mate? Um, I think it's just the fact that we're moving a step closer to getting back to a, a normality. Yeah, exactly. I think that is a. Um, I think that's important for me. I think the fact that we're going to come out of lockdown, and they've scrapped the curfew at ten pm, um, and we're going. People are going to be playing football on the weekend, um, and you know. Um, People are going to be back in stadia and, and all the rest of the businesses that are going to be able to operate again before Christmas. So what it, it, it's great is what for me with the grassroots level, which, which I don't get to a certain extent for juniors either, because you're letting kids go to school, oh yeah, and play with the mates, but you, they then can't play uh, junior football on the weekend, which I think staffed as well. So I think that's good to be coming back because there's a lot a lot of kids that. That enjoy playing football and we get adults as well, of course. Absolutely, yeah. obviously you as well, mate. You get back out repping as well. Uh, yeah, I've got my, I've got I've got four fixtures in December, so I'm looking I'm looking forward to to getting back out on the green stuff again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like you say, it's positive. You, you want you want sport to get back to normal, but obviously gyms got... and that as well. Yeah, that'll be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so um, yeah, not, uh, you want things back to normal, but obviously you you got to protect human life. You got to be vigilant, haven't you? You don't want you still don't want to be traveling near there and everywhere. And, I guess, yeah. I guess the important thing <laughs> is we still, you know, as a whole, I think we still we still should be following the guidelines and, and and within staying within the guidelines. Obviously, there are people that aren't and the people that won't be, and and that's fine. Let them be what they're going to be. But for me, um, I think the longer we do as as we are asked. I don't want to say told, I want to say asked, because we are asked to do X, Y, and Z. I think the longer that we do as we are asked, I think the more the more normality will slowly creep in until January when everyone's been fat and lazy over Christmas and enjoyed far too much of each other's company and we go back into another lockdown. But that's another story for <laughs> another time. Yeah. Um, so before I wrap it up, mate, um, next week's games, have you got them in front of you? Um, I have a mate, but I'm look. I'm looking forward to Chelsea Tottenham. Chelsea Tottenham. Um, so we've got. <clears throat> let's have a little uh, a little round, and we'll um, we'll write them down there. Eh? I'll write them down because I've got a book here. So Palace Newcastle at Palace. Oh, that will be a that'll be a, a, a dull one nil to Palace. That you reckon? Yeah. Um, I think I fancy, I fancy a couple of goals. To be fair. 
I think it's fair to me. I think both managers have done decent jobs at, at both re- retrospective clubs, to be fair. Um, it, it, since Hodgson did terrible with England, he's done right with Palace, hasn't he, really? And I think Bruce has done better than people thought with Newcastle. Well, I'm going to go with a score draw of one yeah, all. One all. Yeah. Next, Brighton Liverpool. Oh, I can only see one winner here, sadly. Three, three, one, Liverpool. <laughs> three, one, Liverpool. Three, one, Liverpool. Fancy a few goals. Lallana against his old team. You've a fancy to score, do you? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Liverpool win, but I think it'll be closer. I think I'm going to go two, one. Two, one. Man City, Burnley. Oh God, City always hammer Burnley, and they need to bounce back, don't they? Um, yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, Burnley won tonight, so it's a bit, you know, one, one, nil against Palace. 5-0 City. Really? 5-0? Yeah. 5 They need to bounce back. I'm going to go 3-1. To see. Everton leads. Oh, that'd be decent. Oof. Five, half five kick-off Saturday night. Two all. 2-2, two, two, you reckon? Yeah, there'd be definitely the goals in that. I think Everton will be too strong. I'm going to go 3-1, Everton. Big Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, dream team. Big a dream team's manager's dream. Yeah. If you can get that out of your mouth. And then the 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night. Are you ready for it? West yeah. Brom, Sheffield United. Do you think this Do you think this could be West Brom's first win of the season? Oh, God. And, and Sheffield United. Well, yeah, absolutely. What do you think? I, think? I think Wilder will pull it out of the bag, mate. I think like 2-1 Sheffield United. You reckon 2-1? Yeah, I'm going to go two one West Brom. I tell you, I tell you what, good good job the pay per view's not still going because I don't think many of the paid for that game, would they? Well, West Brom shut out. They were on it like three times, weren't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, Sunday, the boys in red versus Southampton. That's at Southampton as well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm I'm struggling for that one. You know, I don't want to say it, but I don't yeah. fancy us to be, to win there. Ings is out though, isn't it? Two one, two one United. Really? Yeah. But I'm going to go draw to all. I just see us dropping points. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Spurs. Oh. Another, another Mourinho. No, I don't know. One nil, one nil, one nil Spurs. You reckon? I don't know. We'll find out. It's a beauty of predicting, mate. I fancy Chelsea, you know, but I just think Mourinho's going to do what he did the weekend. I'm going to go two-one Spurs. Yeah, Arsenal Wolves. Oh, the last game both, on Sunday, both terrible at the moment, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I've seen something today on Twitter that Bruno Fernandez has created more chances than Arsenal have all season. Yeah, yeah, he has. Did you see? Did you see uh, Mesut Ozil and Morgan as well? Yeah. Oh, dear me. Ridiculous, wow. isn't it? Yeah. You wonder how he, how he does what he does, but never mind. Yeah. T- I think Arsenal are going to be plunged into more disarray and Wolves will beat them 2-0. Really? Yeah. Bigger damn Traore. No, I, th- I think Arsenal will win. 2-0 to, to, to the Arsenal I think they've only scored nine goals all season haven't they Arsenal yeah well there you go so now, now is the time for the captain to step up eh? well yeah Monday night lights so we've got Leicester Fulham at Leicester oh, Leicester have got about Le- yeah comfortable 3-1 Leicester 
I'm going to go 4 0. Yeah. And then the last one, I think this is going to be a corker, you know, this time next Monday night. Yeah. West Ham versus Aston Villa. Oh, the boys in Claret, both of them. Um, and Antonio will be back. I'm going to go. The goals in this. I'm going to go 3 2 Villa. I'm going to go 3 1 Villa. Fancy Villa as well, do you? Yeah. I do. I do indeed, yeah. Okay, so that brings us to a comfortable end um, yeah. of, our, of our first podcast. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be back for another episode at a later date. Uh, thanks to you guys that have tuned in. Please like, share, and repost. And we will see you guys on the other side. Catch you later, guys. Cheers.